Hey now, say now, you're tuned in to the Wake Up and Win podcast, and I am your host, Devon Pouncey. Spencer's dancing, yeah, grooving. Hey man, we got new mics in the booth, shout out Zeb, so it looks cool in here, man, we're chilling. Absolutely, obviously we're back at the Momentum Studios. We're jumping right into wind shares. We have landed a residency, ladies and gentlemen, and everything in cue between. The, cue the uh, uh, the you feel the audience. Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll get the crowd chanting there in post, maybe. <laughs> we have landed a residency. Shout out to everybody that pulled up to Export Rooftop Bar and Lounge over on the 16th floor at the Porter Hotel in downtown Portland. Let's just say we had a record-breaking performance. I'll let you all interpret what that means. I am saying it in a a literal sense. But uh, we had a record-breaking performance last Friday. It was a great night. A lot of people came out. We got a lot of support. And we honestly just got, you know, a lot of good feedback from a lot of people. It was kind of the talk of the weekend, at least in some of the circles I roll in. And certainly over at the bar at Export. And so... We were able to lock in the next five Fridays. So obviously we're releasing this episode on a Friday. We'll be there tonight from 9 p.m. to midnight. This is the final Friday of the month. It's July 29th. And we're also there every Friday in the month of August. So again, huge shout out to everyone that pulled up. I'm glad you all enjoyed the vibe. And we now have officially locked in a residency through the month of August over at Export Bar and Lounge every Friday. So Pull up. It's a great time. It's a beautiful vibe. The aesthetic is just, oh, my gosh. It's great. It's a rooftop. You know, you get the rooftop patio, but you also have indoor seating as well. The bartenders are great. They all get down. They do their thing. They're top tier. They know what they're doing behind that bar. The cocktails are phenomenal. They got food there for you as well. So pull up. I'm also back at Bible Club on August 6th. That is a Saturday from 7 to 10 p.m., That's over on an outdoor patio as well. And huge shout-out to Bible Club. Bible Club just won a cocktail, uh, best cocktail lounge in the city of Portland. They've won. It's Willamette Week. They do, like, these yearly awards. Oh, nice. Yeah, and and Bible Club won best cocktail lounge. They they even beat out Teardrop. We talked about Teardrop recently on this podcast. Teardrop Mm -hmm. is is one of the more well-known cocktail lounges here in the city of Portland, really nationally. They get a lot of acclaim, so... Huge shout-out to Bible Club for even being able to beat them in that regard. Um, and I'll be back there August 6th, so pull up there as well. Both venues are top tier, two of the better venues that the city has to offer. And I think I got one of the, one of the better vibes that the city has to offer. So oh, yeah, please do say pull that. up. Say that, though. Because, yeah, yeah, yeah. Th- that's, you know what I mean? That matters. Come on, man. It matters. Look, it bro, matters. like, you know, it's DJing is not that difficult, except you got to just got to have that special sauce, man. Yeah, yeah, You yeah. know what it's, I mean? You got to have records, some ingredients. The records the right ingredients. are there, dude. Yeah, the music is everywhere. It, the records are there. Yeah, You just got to sure. know how to spin that wax. Absolutely. That's Absolutely. all you got to do. And I think we figured out the formula. So, you know, and it's people are, and people are having a better time outside. Yeah, now. for you know sure. I mean? Which I'm glad because. Because, you know, uh, it's still, you know, I'm, I'm just trying to say, you know, uh, I've been trying to lay low as much as I can in terms of, like, not trying to get sick and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I've been outside. It's summer. And, and we so, talked about it last week. I mean, you go outside during the summer. It's and the I best feel part like, of the year. And I feel like people are finally, it's kind of finally starting to be like, all right, that COVID pandemic, that feeling yeah. is coming back a little bit. Yeah, which, we, we feel like we found 
a new sense of normalization. That doesn't mean that the pandemic mm. still isn't alive and I well. I mean, it's, and COVID, it's changed. COVID is definitely out Pardon there, me. but I just think it's you know, changed, folk, though. folks are folks have got their vaccines. Folks have gotten boosted, and some folks are just flat out tired of being in the house because there's a mental taxation that comes with that as well. Having to be locked in the house and not being able to get enough vitamin D, not being able to get outside in your community, get in the sun, and just do things that you've been able to do your entire life until for the first time ever the world gets shut down due to this pandemic so i think it's a, a plethora of reasons why folks are outside and, and and just trying to enjoy themselves the best they can and uh again man i'm just here to try to curate the vibes as best i can for people to enjoy the best compliment that i've gotten and i got a lot of them based on last friday again we're able to land a residency so that tells you how good of a night it was but the best compliment that I've gotten of more than 10 for sure is that was the best night that somebody had since prior to COVID. Mm. I had somebody tell me, my homegirl, I'll just say her name. Shout out to Sarah Curl. Okay, uh, Sarah. Pacific, yes, Pacific University alumni. One Shout of the out greatest. Pacific. One of the alumni, Go, I should say. One of the greatest lady boxers to ever do it, flat out. Whoa. Um, yeah, she pulled up, and I had some other homies, some other of uh, my peers that I went to college with that pulled up, and she flat out reached out to me and told me that was the best night that she's had since prior to COVID. That felt really good to hear. And Type. and and I don't think that's only the case for her. She's just the only one that framed the compliment in that way. But you could tell everybody was having a good time. So looking forward to having even more good times, you know, on the horizon here. Like, Fact. again, the next five Fridays, Bible Club, not this coming Saturday, but next Saturday I got a wedding I'm DJing on Sunday. So we just keeping the ball rolling. And then before you know it, it'll be football season. <laughs> I mean, it, I mean, it, camp has started. Yeah. If you look on the Internet, it is damn near football. Season yeah, we here. We here. I'm looking forward to football season, man. Yeah. I like betting on football. So, that, yeah, that's I just do I'm, the fantasy thing. I'm not that big of a sports better, but football is the only sport that I consistently do fantasy. And I've been doing it for like, shit, this is probably going to be year seven or eight now with the same crew. Over there, you right. know, out, out in the Grove where right. we used to DJ at, yeah. where things got started, you know, when it comes to this DJ thing. That Pacific bar, University. Pacific University. And, and yeah, but the bar that we used to DJ at, you know, there was the staffer and some re the staffers and some regulars, and we had formed a league, a fantasy league there. There's It's changed ownership and changed names since then, this particular bar. Um, but that same crew of folks, we still do our fantasy football. And then we've added Chef Kenny in there, Damian Lillard's chef. And so he's, oh, in, he's that playing league. in that league. He's been Isn't in that he? league for like the last three years now. Oh yeah. Damn. Yeah. Chef Kenny loves fantasy football and he was looking for a league. And so I told him to get into ours and ours is a really competitive league and he's really competitive. So he really enjoys it, and and he's been rocking with the league ever since, man. So, yeah, I we like here. That. I like the little uh, the fantasy check ins that you were doing last season. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm bring it back this year. I'm gonna yeah. bring it back this year. Those, that you was know? a good idea. I yeah, like that. yeah, I, I'll definitely bring it back. Where I'll just bring my fantasy opponent every week onto the podcast and. We'll just do a little segment talking mm -hmm. about it, and you better we'll get definitely some w's, bring that man, back. So you have some shit to talk. Yeah, I'm gonna take it a little more serious <laughs> this year. I'm not gonna lie. Last year I didn't have as much time. It was my first year doing college football, so mm. I was calling college football last year. And honestly, 
I just felt like I didn't invest enough time in fantasy football, even though I thoroughly enjoy it. So that's just a time management thing on my end that I got to figure out that I think I got a little bit more figured out now because this will be year two that I'll be that I'll be on the call for college football this year. So it was just a different dynamic in that regard. I never called college football in my life. I've covered football, obviously, especially when I was over at 750. At the time, we were the home of the Ducks. So I've covered Ducks football, but never never been a play-by-play guy for college football. So last year, um, you know, I became that guy. This year, it's year two. So I'm a seasoned vet as far as I'm concerned. Pounce Collinsworth, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a vet as far as I'm concerned. I'm hey. a vet. Yo, when is the moment that you don't become a vet anymore? I mean, that you that you are not like a rookie anymore. You know what I mean? Like, what is the year? Like, say, even well, in, in mean, any sport, like football, basketball. But what is the year? I, would say not, I wouldn't say not a rookie, but when do you become a vet, I think, would be the better way to frame it. Because you're, not, you're no longer a rookie after your rookie season. Right. That, yeah, <laughs> so. right. Good, good catch. Good catch. So, hey, man, I had some but you can be before it, the pod. I'm, I'm still yeah, 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 focus yeah. here. Give me a minute. <laughs> but you can have that in-between stage so where, like, thinking? you're still considered a like young Like a journeyman. Player. What is, is, is the you know traditional term that you would hear? But like, when does that start? Year three, year four? I, I say year five. You fought year five? I would just say year five, which this will be my fifth year as a as a commentator, as a broadcaster. So I do feel like I am. You're reaching, no longer a new. I'm no longer a new broadcaster. No, right? No, I'm no, no. You're not that. new media. Is yeah, what you're I'm saying. Not, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not new media, baby. I'm I'm one of them old folks. <laughs> Draymond. <laughs> Shout out to Draymond. Nah, I saw him okay. in the lab a couple nights ago with Simba. And- yeah, dude, I can't wait for him to play with LeBron, dude. It's going to be <laughs> sick as hell, bro. Yeah, okay, yeah. Man, they're sure. about to run the meanest pick and roll you've ever <laughs> seen luck. in your life. Bro. Good luck, Draymond. <laughs> <laughs> LeBron can't quite shoot it like Stephen Clay, brother. No, he can't. Yeah. <laughs> no, he can't. No, he can't. He's got that move, though. LeBron got that that just like look down at the ball, power dribble, three point shot, the yeah, unstoppable good luck. move. Yeah, good He's luck. got that in his bag, though. Good man. luck. You got to watch out for that one, though. <laughs> <laughs> Steph and Clay, I don't know, man. Yeah, they might man. not. Uh, they might not. All right. <laughs> okay, champs. What up, champs? Steph, Clay, Dre. Yo. What up, champs? How yeah, y'all dude. doing out That's there? That's so funny. It, it's, it, it literally, we start off this the beginning of this segment going, yeah, man, football's here. And then in like two and a half minutes, we're talking about basketball. That's just how it goes. Well, football technically isn't here yet, okay? So let football actually come around. It isn't, it's near and dear, though. Like I said, based on it's this. It's just nice le- to get content. It's just nice it's just to based, get I'm just looking at content. the timeline. My personal timeline, at least, is always Only music in the summer. And once fall comes around, I'm in sport mode again. Like, I don't really care about sports right now, to be quite honest with you all. I know you'd be sucks, saying that. And sucks I'm to like, hear. What are you talking about? I like, don't care. I'm not watching. I'm not actively watching sports right now. My algorithms are always sports, so I'm in, t- I'm in tune with what's going on. But I am not watching sports right now. I'm just not. I'm not going to lie and act like I am. Yeah. I mean, I literally, like the other day. I, 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 if I do catch the WNBA sometimes, yeah, but I'm not WNBA a lawyer. I'm sick. not going to sit here in front as if I'm a faithful watcher. I actually I actually personally like college women's basketball more so than I do the W. I like the WNBA. I really enjoy watching Skylar Diggins Smith hoop right now. And she that's not and that's ripping not ripping it up. And that's not my way of saying that college basketball, women's basketball is better than the W because the W only got 
12 teams. So literally the best women bas- women's basketball players that are on this earth are playing in the W. And there's not room for even some of the women that are like right there scratching the surface to be able to get a roster spot. My point is I cover college basketball. And so for me, you try to like find time I've to never turn covered it off. I've never covered women's professional basketball before. Because we don't have a women's professional basketball team oh, man, in the that market, would I mean, the game that would here, absolutely bro. change the game. Oh, I covered man. women's college basketball since I've been in the media space. So for me, it's just more That's... so my connection. I've been able to cover the NBA in this market because I covered the Trailblazers. So although you know I'm an NBA fan and all these things, I was able to cover and have you know press access to every Blazer game here in this market. So. There is an attachment in that regard from that standpoint. But as far as the W is concerned, like, I'll I'll be honest with you, and maybe this is a flaw when it comes to, like, sports media that is predominantly a a men's space, a white men's space more so. But even more beyond that, it's a men's space. The summer is kind of like the time of the year where everybody's taking vacations. The summer's the time of the year where everybody says there isn't content out there for them to be able to talk about and discuss. And you got a bunch of rankings and guys are talking about food and guys are talking about goofy stuff. Fortunately, these off seasons have been able to become more entertaining, but this is the off season for sports broadcasters as well. Folks are changing jobs because they're preparing for the fall for football season and being able to kind of go through what would be like a calendar sports year from fall to late spring, early summer. You know what I'm saying? So that's just kind of how it goes. And that, again, may be a flaw just from social dynamics and just based on representation or lack thereof when it comes to women being able to be in these spaces majority. Um, But that's just how it works. And I've, fell victim to that quite frankly mm. and it's just something i'll be flat out honest about <laughs> well i mean you know at least uh at least we're just staying consistent here doing what we do you know well, here's I mean? the thing and like i said i'm a sports dude by by nature this is this you know is what i'm saying like yeah i'm a I, sports dude by nature. my I, algorithms are still all sports so i see what's going on I watch yeah. the news. I see the clips. I, I, I'm still I'm, tuned in, I'm, but I'm not actively watching. I'm not watching the MLB. I'm not really going to sit here and I mean, lie and act as if I'm watching any, the WNBA. Who, watches, who Even people that watch are baseball fans. They don't watch the MLB. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, just it's like, watch, you know what they, I mean? They, they watch like for 10 playoffs. minutes to the game. And you watch it in playoffs or you go to the ballpark. That's wow. what baseball is. The dynamic of baseball. Another, uh, you go to the ballpark uh, and watch the games. I, and 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 obviously the Diamond Project is probably dead, and that's fine. But I mean, <laughs> it's probably dead. Well, well, I mean, look, we haven't heard nothing. But regardless, I want yeah. to get back to the point of, man, why aren't we figuring a way to get a woman's a, a WNBA team in Portland? We need it. We it it we makes it. so much sense. We need it. It's right there in front of you. The infrastructure's already there. And Portland just supports women's sports probably more so than any any real. other American city. I mean, right up to the senatorial level, really. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you know, when it comes to women's sports here in in Oregon, I should say more so than Portland. Yeah, Oregon. Like really, the Oregon, state. the state of Oregon supports women's sports tremendously. So it's certainly to me the best market if you will, to 
get a WNBA team, which would have to probably happen by way of expansion. How much does it start to cut to, to start a WNBA team? Like thirty grand? We can put that together. No, <laughs> Damn, I'm, I'm sorry, <laughs> I, dude. I'm sorry, dude. I'm just listen. We get I, I'm it. just talking shit. <laughs> yeah, you can have a personality here. We know we know that the dynamics are messed up. We talk about it every week. Yeah. you can have a personality. Yeah, here. we got it. We got yeah. to, you can have a personality. We got to, here. bro. Now, I just I just want to go to see WNBA action in the Rose Garden. God, God, that'd be so I would, fun. Bro. I would support it. Sick. I would 100 shit. I would 100 support it. Like and I they said, would it's get that, thir- that and they would get that 30 bands off of me because uh, I'd be yeah. in there all the time. I, I, yeah, I, I would 100 percent support a WNBA team in my market if it existed, but it doesn't. So here we well, are. Here we are starting to beat that drum because that's it. what we, we're drum beaters around Let's here, beat it. bro. Speaking of WNBA, Brittany Griner, we've been following this situation, following. Her case all along, obviously, the last couple of episodes, we've more so spoke to that of conversations that I've had with Senator White and staff. And Senator White made a move and he led the charge in this Senate resolution that was released by Senate exactly a week ago from when we're recording here. We obviously record on Thursday evenings. Um, And then yesterday, there was an offer made uh, uh, basically a prisoner exchange offer made by the Biden administration to get Brittany Griner home. Um, I mean, I don't think the trade is necessarily a fair one. A swap is necessarily a fair one. But at the same time, I think the priority still is to get Brittany Griner home. So I'm with whatever swap needs to take place to get her home. That's just where I stand personally. Yeah, and I think that, like, the first time that they floated that idea out, excuse me, is, you know, the general consensus was that nobody really is like, well, that doesn't seem right, you know, but like like that it's not a fair trade. But now that they've, you know, come out with a more solid sort of plan of attack here. Yes. To me, it goes like. Well, then why aren't we seeing footage right now of her on a plane, like coming back to the United? Like, you know what I mean? Like, why? Yeah. Why isn't this happening immediately? Yeah. Just put the dude on a plane and take the cuffs off of her, and we'll just, you know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. What are the- we doing here <laughs> at this yeah. point? And, and so basically, how long, to she, explain, how long has she been detained, Devon? Uh, like 160 days, or near, you know, here or there, give or take, but around 160 days. Um, and just to give you all context, uh, Victor Bout. He's a convicted Russian arms trafficker who is serving a 25-year prison sentence, is a part of this potential deal to secure not only the release of Brittany Griner, but also Paul Whelan. Um, And so Paul Whelan has been detained in Russia as well. And I think he's been detained since like 2018, if I'm not mistaken. Shit, I don't know this guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's been detained since like 2018. But here's where we talk about the influence of athletes. And now we're seeing it in the women's sector because I don't know this guy either. But now we're going to get to know this guy because right. Brittany Griner ended up being detained wrongfully, if you will, in Russia. And she is going to be the outlet that helps bring and that has helped shine a light upon this guy's case. And now potentially they're both going to be able to come home, obviously, if Russia is willing to make the swap for Victor Bout. But again, just looking at the timeline here, I am happy that 
the Biden administration is at least attempting to do something about it. And the offer was made. And again, we've been following this timeline really since the beginning, but even more so since we be kind of came more active in the push to try to bring her home. Um, you know, again, with me speaking with, with Wyden and seeing what Wyden and Senate is now doing with this resolution. And now just days after that, we have a, a trade exchange on the table, an offer on the table for a prisoner swap. You know, I'm happy that progress is indeed being made because when it comes to women, especially, we usually see digress being made. And in this case, it feels as if progress is being made. That's not to say that there isn't massive room for improvement because there indeed is. But again, hardly ever do you hear a woman being a woman, excuse me, being able to get you to know and now be able to look into who Paul Whelan is. Usually it's the other way around where it would be have a man having to have that influence, if you will, to be able to help bring a woman up in that case, which is unfortunate. But in this case, it's more so Brittany Griner's notoriety is now going to help bring Paul Whelan home if indeed the exchange goes through. And here at the Wake Up and Win podcast, we don't tell tales out of school, so we're going to go figure all that stuff out and we'll keep talking about it. But my thing is, is like, I think my stance has been the same way the whole time. Like, I understand what you're saying, but I think that I'm going to reserve my judgment of progress until she's touched down on home turf. I respect it. You know what I mean? And then I'm going to be able to say, okay, let's go, let's go look at this thing and figure out kind of, cause I mean, cause where I'm standing right now, I, I, uh, yeah, 160 days. Yeah. I respect it. I respect it. And I got a, I definitely got 160 more in me, but you know, I I don't want, you know, I just think I just want to have, see it done. Um, and then we can go back and we can look at this whole thing, man. Yeah. I mean, cause we really, cause we really have been, yeah, we have been, you know, it feels like it just so it feels so weird, man. Like it's very surreal to be. I feel like especially because we get in here, we get in the studio, and for a long time now, you know, weeks on end, we've been talking about this Bernie Griner thing. Yeah, and we also talk about sports in its more you know basic functions. In term, we talk about trades all the time. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, and and that now we're having this discussion with with Brittany Griner and and. You know these other uh, uh, potential players in this tra- in this prisoner swap. Yeah, and it just feels very surreal. And so I'm like, I, I just want to be able to have, you know, I, I want to just, I-, I just can't wait for it to be resolved. So then I can process what I feel about this whole thing because it doesn't sit right with me. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, there's something very stirring about the whole thing, and I and I felt that way. I, I mean, just with all of the verbiage around it and just like i mean like even right down to the graphics dude like if you look at like uh like on the timeline and stuff you know it'll have these like you know they have like these graphic updates it's in like a like a e- nba on espn head ass style and shit yeah 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 you know yeah, what yeah, i mean yeah yeah the headlines and so, like, and gra- yeah yeah, and, yeah. And, and with the same sort of like, graphic like, like it's a blockbuster if, trade like being it's made a blockbuster huh? trade <laughs> yo no for real though and yeah, that, yeah, yeah, and that subliminally says something to me yeah you know what i'm saying sure. so i so i just feel you know like i said a little uneasy i just want that's to be cool resolved, and, be and and here's the thing i think that type of pressure still needs to be applied that demand if you will that you're sort of making that just get her to fuck home that so we can assess it bro that needs to exist as well but i am still going to acknowledge that 
that was a huge step, the fact that an exchange offer was made. Well, yeah, because you're better at podcasting than me. I was like, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to do Of course you're going to do it. I'm going to do it. That, uh, that, and again, obviously, again, you know, now I'm really paying attention to the timeline in a different way because of this Senate thing. And I wanted to see what the potential impact of this Senate resolution could be. Because, again, I was inspired to do so. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. it was simply an inspiration from a woman, by the way, who was Carrie Champion, as I spoke to with, you know, the interview she did on I Am Athlete. Great interview. You should all, you should all go check it out. But I was inspired by her to say, you know what? I can do more than just be a good podcaster and talk about it week to week from a podcast standpoint. How can I leverage my influence in any way, shape, or form? And what that means to you all, I'll let you all decide and determine but I do know, ever since following up, there was steps yeah. made, even by Senate, that just hadn't been made prior to the initial reach out to Senate. And that's not me saying they weren't already working on something. That is me saying, I don't know what they were working on prior to me reaching out to them. Yeah, it's, and uh... it, it didn't sound like much was there at that particular point in time, but something has been done since then. And that should be acknowledged. And again, I'm happy that Senator Wyden is the one taking the lead because I know he's a senator that has a legitimate interest in sports. Yeah, it's exactly. And can it's understand, reflective of it's reflective. how we feel out here. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? It's not just somebody trying to do it because this is a trendy topic and they're trying to secure votes in however many elections from now or they're right. trying to pander to an audience, if you will, like – no, nah, I know Senator Wyden cares about sports and he cares about athletes and he understands society's attachment to athletes, as you will, as a fan. <laughs> you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? I, not everybody in politics is that way. Trust me, I'm around them. <laughs> you know, what I, I could tell which ones are kind of just acting like they like the Blazers because the Blazers are here in the market rather than the ones that like, nah, man, I'm really a Blazer fan out here. And like I follow and I support and I'm a fan of sport regardless of what my occupation is. So I'm very happy to just see this timeline of, you know, the Senate coming out with a resolution, Wyden taking the lead in that. And now not even a week later, there, there is indeed an offer on the table for Russia to be able to accept. So we'll just continue to podcast and see how it goes. Free Free BG. Free BG, baby. Did you see um, Portland State? The Vikes will be playing on Thanksgiving. I did see this. Against Gonzaga? Right here in Portland, Oregon? I don't even know which venue. But basically, it's the PK tournament. It's the Phil Knight Invitational Tournament. And they'll be having games at the Moda Center, um, at the Veterans Memorial Coliseum and also at the Child Center at University of Portland. Right. And so Thanksgiving night, um, Portland State will be playing against Gonzaga. So I'm excited about that. I'm excited to be yeah, able to go and attend that. I'm not calling that game. That'll be nationally broadcasted on ESPN. I call Portland State's home games, which are all on ESPN Plus. But I mean, I'll, I'll be there. I'll be there. Yeah, I, I'll sure. get I'll get my press pass. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of great games. I, I'll eat for great. Higher. I'll eat great that day, and I, I think it's like a 9:30 p.m. tip off. So I'm gonna eat all day, and then about eight o'clock, I'll head my way over to. Like I said, I don't remember if it's at Motor or Veterans, but I'm sure it'll be one of those, and I'll be there to attend. 
and I'll watch the team that I cover and that I'm the analyst for. Because obviously I'm going to need context from that as well for the games that I will be calling shortly after that, you know. But still an amazing opportunity. I remember back at the PK-80 when they played in that, like, they took Duke to the limit. Like, exposure-wise, it's huge for Portland State to be able to have these kind of games on their schedule because they're usually just playing against mid-major schools throughout their schedule. Still really good talent, Division One competition. They're a Division One school, but being able to play against these high majors – Against the the these powerhouses now, if you will, you know they had Duke yeah, and the PK eighty. Now Gonzaga is a legitimate powerhouse in college basketball, as far as I'm concerned. Even though they ain't won a championship yet, they're always ranked top five, top ten in the in the nation year in and year out, and that's been for quite a while now. Yeah, I'm with that. That's that. I'm with that as well. That's powerhouse material to me. So. I'm I'm definitely excited to see that game on the schedule this year. I'm excited that it got announced. I'm definitely excited about being able to call Portland State games again this season. I'm, you know, I, I love having this headset on, so I'm looking forward to all of that. But that's going to be dope. I'm, I'm going to eat great on Thanksgiving, and then I'm headed down to Portland to watch that game front and center for sure. Now I'm hungry. I want Thanksgiving dinner, bro. <laughs> and Thanksgiving, excuse me. Thanksgiving and basketball, man. Can't beat it. You really can't. I mean, can't unless unless it. it's Thanksgiving and football, I guess. I, I, I'll take Thanksgiving and basketball on did my you plate, ever, baby. Did you ever do? I'll take that on my how, plate. How many times did you play basketball instead of going out and playing, like, football on Thanksgiving? I always played, like. Because I feel like I played a lot of football, especially on Thanksgiving. Like, I well, never I played, really forewent football for basketball. On, on Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving, well, I played organized sports all the way through like college so sanctioned so like one one year of thanksgiving in college i was in hawaii and we played the following two or three we played two days we played the day after thanksgiving and then two days after that so there was like a day between games um but i but because we played the day after thanksgiving in hawaii I celebrated Thanksgiving in Hawaii with my teammates and we played the day mm-hmm. after. So I play I've never played on Thanksgiving Day, but I've often played like the weekend of Thanksgiving that weekend in high school. I played at one of the better high schools in the Bay. They used to do the NorCal tip-off Thanksgiving weekend in the Bay Area where it was like the best schools around the Bay. They would have the best teams match up all day. Uh, it was held at Newark Memorial High School. So I played in that in high school. So for me, like, I would practice Thanksgiving morning. I'm used to practicing on Thanksgiving. So I would say it was more so basketball for me because Hmm. I was still having to prepare for a game the day after. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? The weekend, that same weekend. Thanksgiving's on a Thursday. So that weekend is right there. I shouldn't have asked the question to a a hooper. I know that now, but you know what I mean. You know, no, you know now Thanksgiving to... Day, I've been to more turkey bowls than I've been to basketball. You know so what I mean? You if go. you're talking about in the neighborhood, but at the same time, I've also always had a basketball court out front. So, yeah. you know, we hooped outside yeah, got, on I, Thanksgiving. Yeah. I, but I feel like on Thanksgiving specifically, I remember that it was, uh, you know, me and my brothers and the people and the kids in the neighborhood, we made it a point to play football. Yeah, it's turkey bowl. Yeah. That's turkey bowl. That, yeah, so I've I've been a part but of Turkey we, but Bowl, but we but we were hoopers too. Like we liked. I, I was the kid who had the basketball hoop. Yeah, in the neighborhood that I grew up. Like, yeah. so we had everybody would come to the house to play basketball at our spot. Yeah, I was I was the same way growing up. And, so. and again, like 
I would always have practice Thanksgiving morning. You know what I mean? I'm used to waking up at 8 a.m. and having to have an 8.30 a.m. practice at Thanksgiving morning. So that way you get practice out the way early and you can go about your day. You can go be with your family. family. You can go eat eat and do all of that. But you had to make sure you got it in because you had a game coming up the next day or in the next two days. You know what I'm saying? So it was like I was always in the gym on Thanksgiving morning because I was having practice usually because the game day was the day after or, again, a couple days after. So – yeah, I, I didn't get – I played more basketball in that regard on Thanksgiving Day because I hooped, you know what I'm saying? So that was that. But, again, really excited for that. I'm excited for college hoops again, excited for the season to come around. Did you see that Zion Williamson had a weight clause in yeah, his, his extension? BMI and his, was it his body fat and his weight can't exceed 295. Can't exceed 295. Yeah. And, he, and it said – the verbiage was it could result in him losing some of his guaranteed money. You know, I don't think it's going to be that big of an issue for him, especially if they're playing him. If he's playing, I don't think it's going to be that. I, and I actually, I, I don't feel you're going to do a lot of way about dude. them doing that. Yeah, I, like, you know? I respect them doing that as well. Like I respect them putting a weight clause in. It's legit. Yeah, you know, somebody, some people might consider that body shaming. I'm pretty I sure don't. Pat Riley and in, in Miami Heat, they have that in all of the contracts. It's like you have to have yeah, a certain, you cool know what I mean, me. body fat, whatever percentage. Yeah, they're they're serious about it like that in Miami. Yeah, I mean, so, well, here's the thing, it's not man. Not uncommon. I, I'm somebody that always played basketball my entire life. I've always had more of a football body. So Zion is somebody who is a freak athlete, but he has more of a football body. You have to be cautious of your weight and making sure you're in basketball shape because things can get out of hand quick. I've had it happen to me before where I didn't work maybe as hard as I should have in the offseason, and I had to come back and make up for it first few weeks of practice, first month of practice before I felt like I was back in basketball shape. I've had some off-seasons where I was dialed in that entire off-season and I was able to come in right away in October in basketball shape. So I understand just from like a body type perspective, Zion doesn't have what you would consider to be a basketball body. I never had what would be considered a basketball body. So yes, we do have to be well aware of our body to be able to play at the highest of levels that we potentially can, being that we're playing against, uh, uh, we're playing in a sport where our body type isn't necessarily a popular one. It isn't necessarily the heralded one. It isn't necessarily one that you would think. I get a lot more people that ask me if I played college football rather than I played college basketball since my career has been over with. You know what I'm saying? But even back then, I, I, you know, a lot more people, as I played, a lot more people thought I was a football player, even though I was a basketball player. So to me, like, understanding how body types work and being somebody that didn't have a basketball body, if you will, and, and seeing how it's affected and impacted me, <clears throat> the times that I wasn't as focused in as I should have been on my body in comparison to, to the times that I was focused on my body and making sure that I was tight and right and ready to go, it, it matters. It legitimately yeah, I mean, matters. I mean, straight up and down, if you're a professional athlete, you need to be in shape. That's part. That's like the biggest part of the job. For sure. For sure. For sure. But, I mean, there's also – like – 
You know that guy, Patty Pimblett, the UFC fighter? No. He, he, he just, he's funny as hell. I love that guy because okay. he just gets fat every time he doesn't have to fight. Yeah. And then when he's got to get into training camp, he just cuts weight like a madman and he gets in and he just won, he just won a fight last week. Okay. And it's okay. just like, he talks that shit all the time. He's like, bro, I, I want to be fat. Like, I, like, I mean, yeah, that's yeah, his yeah, own, yeah. that's his idea, whatever. Um, and I feel yeah. like, yo, if you, as, as long as you feel comfortable about being able to live your life the way that you want to live, like, you're, you can be however you want to be in terms of your body. This is, you know, this is America. You can choose yeah, to eat not, yourself to death. It doesn't matter. It's not at all. body shaming. But if you're an athlete, you need to be in shape, bro, because it's your job, dude. So I like that, that they put that in there just to keep it, you know, a reminder like, bro, just just stay in shape. You're not going to yeah. play. You're not going to play basketball your entire life. And, dude, he, he is such a freak athlete. Such a freak athlete. That, like, you're such like, bro, a freak all you need to do is manage this shit a little bit. Yeah. And you're going to be a yeah, I mean, yeah for sure. In the league. So again, I, I'm not mad at it. I, you know, I've seen some people. All oh, the body shaming, the body shaming comments came. Out I mean, quick. how the fuck does he get his? I, the, the way he's able to jump. Yeah, it's like with that with much that weight, much, and to, it just to like fly around with. It's it's, it's <laughs> not even. It's absurd. Hey, again, man. I had a football body. I wasn't necessarily an above the rim player. Right. You know what I'm saying? But I knew that. So I knew that certain things I needed to be more meticulous about because I was playing against a lot of guys that were above the rim players. And I'm a winner, baby. That's why I host a podcast called Wake Up and Win. <laughs> I had to figure out how am I, Mr. Under the Rim player, going to beat my opponent, Mr. Above the Rim player. And far more often than not, I did win my matchups, and I did win games. I played on a lot of winning teams, a lot more winning teams than losing teams. But again, I had to be cognizant of that mm. going up against guys that might have been a little more slim and were a, a little bit lighter in the ass than I was and was able to get up there, and I had to make sure that I could offset that quite frankly, and I couldn't do it by getting up there with him. No, you got to. So, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, you know I, I had to know, figure you, it out. You know what you got to do. You know what you, you know. got to do, man. You know you gotta, what you got to do. You know what you got to do, man. You know, damn right you know what That's you That's why do, he bro. signed the extension with the clause in it, because it's, he knows what he has to do. Yeah, and and I mean, with his size, like, just even right down to his play, like, his playability, it's like, you know what you got to do, man. You yeah. got to, and in any sort of physical you know, uh, competition. It's like if the if you're facing off against you know, quote unquote, the better man or whatever, you got to make that ugly. You got to make you got to muck up the the thing. You know what I mean? For sure. I mean, you can you can be cerebral, sure, and like beat people to spots and stuff like that. Right. Just you know, like outsmart the opponent or whatever. But ultimately, like talent is going to win out. And so if you're playing against more talent, then you have to muck up the game. You got to do that. You got to muck up the <laughs> it's game. It's just, that's the only way. Go watch the last hundred plus years of history of all sports. It's how it gets done. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> you know, for when sure. you got that kind of matchup. So. For sure. I agree. Anything you got going on these days, man? Man, I'm just playing a lot of music. Uh, I'm, I'm uh, just trying to record I'm, you know, I'm saying I'm working with D-Boy, uh, did some stuff on his album, and I'm doing stand-up on the low again. I'm, I'm just doing open mics, oh. and, you know, and here's the thing, man. Like, so you back. You back. Yeah, okay, look, I'm not going to say that I'm back, but I'm not going to say that I'm not back either. I'll tell you like this, like, I I'm just really thinking, like, I like to, I'm going to continue to do the things that I like to do. Yeah. 
I'm going to continue to do the things that I like to do. Right. I like to do so many different things, Devon Pastor. Yeah. You know this. Yeah. I'm always doing something. Right. And I define my sense of success in terms of like how far I go with each of these individual pursuits and my ability to just be able to do them all the time. And mm -hmm. I do that. And so that's what I'm going to continue to do. Just do my thing because, you know, I mean, a lot of people will try to, well, you know, what are you doing? You should, you know, music, you should do this and like really pursue this. I'm like, yeah, I'm not really interested in that. Like, yeah. oh, if you, you, you need to take one thing and you need to really focus on it. I'm like, you know, I don't think that I do. Yeah. I, I think I like having the flexibility and the lateral movement to be able to be like, I can go do this thing. I can call a basketball game tonight and then I can play a show tomorrow and then be in the recording studio yeah. and then go do stand up and then Thursday cool. go hit the, the podcast. And like, I understand that if I was to put more, you know, like, you know, if you invest in one more thing, like more heavily then you know, you'll try to find like a, a deeper sense of success further up the ladder, but I'm not playing that game, bro. But see, and I'm that's not the playing reason, that game. But dude. that's the reason why I'm just I said doing earlier. my motherfucking thing. Because when the because well, go, go ahead. Sorry. No, I'm just saying. No, you could you could finish. I'm just saying, like I'm gonna when the dust settles, I'm gonna be the one. I'm still gonna be standing there. You know what I'm saying? Like like I have been the whole time doing the same thing, and it's like it's not gonna change whether or not like I go. Well, let me get really serious about music again. That's not gonna deter me away from like. Well, I'm still wanting to call basketball games and do the podcast. So it's like, and that's you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, that's why I going back to what I was talking. I'm not about gonna be earlier, changed at all, no matter what happens here. So going I'm just back gonna to keep what doing I was what talking about earlier. That's why I confidently can say I don't care about sports right now. Mm. Because I know once September comes around, I'll be right back in the booth. I know I'll be working overtime in the world of sports from September to March. I know, you know, my interests are going to be there heavily. And I know right now is just the time of the year where one of my other interests, which it's happens popping. to be music, it's popping right now. Yeah. And I'm going to lean all the way into it mm -hmm. because I know what's on the horizon and I'm not going to be able to spend as much time with this particular interest that I do have a legitimate interest in two months from now. So I'm going to get it for what it's all worth. And when the time comes, I'll have to start shifting the schedule around and basing my music and my gigs around my games. Right now, I don't have to do that. So I'm going to spend all the time with the music. And again, sometimes you just need to be able to have whatever balance works for you. Right. Because you can burn yourself out with sports yeah. as well. I don't ever want to do that. And mm -hmm. I know what it's like to burn myself out with sports because I'm an athlete. I've been an athlete and, and athletes can burn themselves out. So, for me, in this space where I'm no longer an athlete, but I still work in the sports field professionally just by way of media, it's like, yo, I'm going to take advantage of the fact that I have an offseason right now because I know the feeling in late February after having called games for a football team and three basketball teams since September, I'd be kind of ready for it to be over with, bro. <laughs> you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, I get to that point, like, damn, I done called – 60 games this season like we yeah, like I look forward like, to the end you know what I'm saying <laughs> yeah, that's, that's good, good for, for now. now like like I, I can under take a minute <laughs> yes yes bro that's cool for now bro so it's like for me I don't mind saying telling you that I ain't really watching sports right now I don't care to watch sports right now again 
I, I, I am sports. Sports is my life. It's all in my algorithm. So I see what's going on. Yeah, I pay bro. attention to the current events. But as far as like my investment in sports at this moment in time, I'm a little more invested in the music side of things right now because I know that's going to change in a month from now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I want to be able to have that balance of doing both because I know, again, I will get to a point late in the season next year where it's like, I love what I do, but damn, I can use a break. You that's, know what I'm saying? So and that's gotta, why, and that's crazy. Balance it, man. And that's crazy too because like the other day I spent like an hour and a half watching the the Pippin No Jordan season highlights of Scotty Pippin. I just watched it on my phone at like damn near midnight. Yeah, and it was just like I remember sitting there going like at the end of it, I was like. Why did I watch this? Yeah. You know, like, like, do I really am I overloading myself with sports here? Because it got to the moment where I was like, I think I just watched too many, like, possessions. But of again, basketball. you may not be because again, your our circumstances are different. You yeah, call I, some I, Pacific I, games, bro. But, I'm calling yeah, yeah. five and six yeah. games a no, no, week. No, 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 exactly. But see, that's <laughs> what I, but see, that's what I mean. I, yeah. That's how you I want, want to be. You want more with no with everything Thing, like, for sure. I don't want to get burned out now, with yeah, the yeah. nine things that I do and Absolutely. like to do. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah, you want to be and able so, to deviate out. And so that's why I'm like, well, I'm not going to go too hard. Into, like, I'm not going to put all of my eggs in like a particular basket and try to define my, my level of involvement success-wise based on what other people are like um, imagining for me. You know what yeah, I mean? for sure. I'm like, because I just want to do this shit for fun. Like, I want to have it low impact enough to where it's like, I can walk into, you know, a stand-up comedy show yep. or, a, or a musical show or yep. a podcast or whatever the case may be. And be and fresh. I, and, I, and, and be fresh and be loose and yep. not really care too much about it to where I can be authentic and I can feel like I don't have to be like, well, I'm trying to maintain this idea of like, well, I have to make this image because I'm trying to be a, like a career musician. So my image has to reflect. And it's like, well, now I'm not even being a, I'm not even being Spencer anymore. Yeah. And, and I'm and like, and I think that's you, really you, whack because I think Spencer's dope. I agree. So I'm like, I'm going to try to be that guy as much as I can. Yeah. And that's where, you know? and that's why like we had a similar conversation to this last season at the beginning of last NBA season, I should say. When the announcement came out that inside the NBA with Shaq, Kenny, Chuck, and Ernie was only going to be on Thursdays, where it used to be Tuesdays and Thursdays. They still got inside inside the NBA on Tuesdays, but for like the first part of the year. Oh, yeah, I remember That was this. Dwayne no, Wade, Candace Parker. Mm-hmm. And they were doing the Tuesdays. Right. And Shaq, Kenny, Ernie, they're doing the Thursdays because – Man, they didn't put in more than enough time at right. this to be able to afford themselves the luxury to say, you know what, we're scaling this back to one day a week. And again, they all got their own interests. They they all got podcasts. You know, they all got <laughs> Shaq's a DJ. We know Chuck likes to golf. Mm. Now he's talking about becoming a golf commentator. Like, they all have other interests outside of being in that studio every Tuesday and Thursday because there's a burnout that can come with that as well. And so that model, I think, is one that we could refer to as far as, like, the greatest sports show of all time decided, you know what, what would be best for us to continue to be the greatest sports show of all time because I believe that they are indeed that. Let's take a day off. Let's give somebody else an opportunity here to be able to have these Tuesdays. And to build their and own. to build their own thing because we ain't going to be here forever. Right. And 
But we're since we're still here, we still want to perform at the best and the highest level possible. And burnout goes totally against being able to perform at the best and highest level possible. So instead of us doing every Tuesdays and Thursdays and knowing we're going to get burnt out, let's just commit to every Thursday and make every Thursday a hit. I respect it. Yeah. Yeah, I do too. <laughs> I respect yeah, it. Yeah, big time. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, man, like I said, me, when I say I don't care about sports, like if you know Devon Pouncey. That's a great, that's a, that's yeah, a, that's a great uh, a title. title. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't care about sports. <laughs> Fuck sports. <laughs> <laughs> You go yeah. watch sports, goddammit. I'm going to place I'm going to listen to some vibes yeah, on yeah, the sixteenth yeah, yeah. floor, goddammit, because yeah, I like yeah. doing that too. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Hey, Gosh hey, damn it. You hey, know what I mean? And, I, hey, I understand listen, that. I've, you feel uh, me, but I and I have had a lot of a lot of music in my brain for a long time. <laughs> yes. So I'm happy to watch sports. Highlights all day. Man. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Because yeah. you've been primarily a musician. Right. So we're yeah. we're actually kind of like the opposite flip. in that. We're yeah. flipped. Yeah. You've been a musician. You've you've performed on I, countless stages. Yeah. Yeah. I've called countless games. You know what I'm saying? So right now, during the summer, you on YouTube watching Scotty Pippen highlights. <laughs> I don't give a damn about Scotty <laughs> Pippen right now. <laughs> I don't even either, dude. I don't even either. I don't even know why I did it, bro. Because you're not burnt out. I I get I got burnt out. I don't give a so damn. Here we are now. Yeah. I'm doing music all it's summer. Just, it's just him, like DJing gigs <laughs> twice a weekend. You know what I'm saying? I'm at I'm at home. I'm not watching highlights. I'm I'm playing around with Serato. I'm adding to the right. crates. I'm, you know what I mean? That's what I've been doing on my downtime. I ain't been just sitting around watching sports and watching ESPN. I haven't even been watching cl YouTube clips of first take, if you will. Like, nah, bro. I'm legit listening to. The latest and greatest. I'm digging into playlists. I'm listening to all kind of different stuff because I like to have my crates deep because I'm doing a lot of performing in that regard right now. So, yeah, you you get it from the opposite end of the spectrum. Yes, yes, perfect, perfectly balanced as all things should be. I don't care about sports right now. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck sports. That's gonna be the title. F star C K sports. Yeah, I'm done with that. that's, that's very funny. Actually. Yeah, yeah, that's gonna be the title of today's episode. But, yeah, man, make sure y'all come out tonight if you can. We will be at Export 9 p.m. to midnight, vibing on the rooftop. Back there every Friday in the month of August as well. I'll be at Bible Club August 6th again, which is a Saturday. We won't have a Patreon episode this week, so putting that out there because I think that's the responsible thing to do. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. We will have a Patreon episode going the following week, though. Oh, it's over? It's not over. I'm just... Oh, yeah, today's episode is over. Oh, shit. Yeah, today's episode is over, man. I, I did, you know, I decided... And I'm transparent. I decided to split the studio time today with D-Boy. He's got some music stuff to do. He just walked in. Oh, but you can't, you oh, can't see him because your back him. is to him. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, D-Boy just walked in. I so, bet. you know, he he's working on his project right now, and... Uh, he reached out to me and was like, man, let me get in on some of that studio time. Zeb, the engineer who gets it done in all facets, whether it be podcasting, music, y'all book yourself with him. Wake up and him. win, man. If you're Come a talent, on, bro. book yourself with him. Follow he makes the, his, he masters, hey, he does it all, subscribe man. Subscribe to the Momentum follow Studios, Momentum baby. Studios, follow Wake Up and Win Podcast. On Instagram, on Instagram, subscribe, tell a friend to tell a friend, do all it's the just, things, man. It's, you just click a button, and then that's it. Do it all, baby. Come on. Let's do it. On that note, we're going to leave y'all the only way that we know how, and that is fuck sports. 